Today on This Week Health. I think being a servant leader, it's trying to understand why people are working where they're working. I think in any career, uh, it's important to understand, are they having fun? Are you enjoying mm-hmm. what you're doing? Do you feel like you're part of the team? Do you feel like you're making a difference? Because once you understand how people work, people will build your products. Products don't build themselves. And you got to take care of people. Welcome to This Week Health Community. This is Town Hall, a show hosted by leaders on the front lines with interviews of people making things happen in healthcare with technology. My name is Bill Russell, the creator of This Week Health, a set of channels designed to amplify great thinking to propel healthcare forward. We want to thank our show sponsors, Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5 in partnership with Sirius Healthcare for investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. Now, on to our show. All right. Welcome to This Week Health. I'm Linda Yang, and I am extremely excited to be a contributing host for the Town Hall Conversation. This is my first podcast, and I am honored to have Inram Rana as my guest. Inram is an enterprise agile leader at Baylor Scott & White, and he works directly at the front line of healthcare technology. Welcome, Inram. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Thanks, Linda. Thanks for having me. Uh, first podcast, man. That's always the fun ones and the best ones. So thank you for having me. I'm really yeah. excited to, to talk about our experience and get to know a little bit more. So thank you for inviting me on a Friday. It's going to be good. Oh, perfect. Well, yeah. Tell us about your work at Baylor Scott & White, about your background and your experience working there on the teams. Yeah, I am actually been in IT for almost 15 plus years, and I came in at Baylor as an enterprise agile coach which is basically transforming an already team that was practicing Agile framework in the digital health office, which is primarily working with stakeholders, team members, all the development team across the platforms to kind of, you know, practice. What does it really mean? Everybody, Agile is like a buzzword, right? And Mm -hmm. people always think that it's related to development, but there's a lot of work that goes in the background. So my role was more often servant leadership and understanding people where they were, educating them on the process and helping them see that what they do today, they could do a lot better, more efficiently, mm-hmm. if they change their mindset, the way they do things, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of build big and deploy it, you can build small, iterate it, change it, get feedback and make it a lot better. Kind of like what Apple did with their products. However, during the course of the, uh, the tenure here and my, I guess, uh, professional experience in product, they offered me a promotion as the lead product manager for their digital health office. So it's exciting. A lot of things, being a coach and now being actual, kind of like face the music, what you preach. So that's where I'm at right now. And it's it's very exciting times. A lot of good products with developing and stuff. So having a great time. It's interesting, especially after COVID. A lot mm-hmm. of things have changed. A lot of demands. A lot of the way we do businesses are changing. So practicing the agile framework in that changing, demanding world. It's fun. It's very fun. Oh, very good. So as a new product leader in a healthcare hospital, how do you keep your team engaged? Ooh, that's a very loaded question, Linda. I think being a servant leader, it's trying to understand why people are working where they're working. It's very important. I think in any career, uh, when somebody's working, it's important to understand, are they having fun? Are you enjoying mm-hmm. what you're doing? Do you feel like you're part of the team? Do you feel like you're making a difference? Do you feel like personally 
you're adding value to the job that's role that you applied for and stuff. That's where I focus primarily 25% of my work, understanding people, right? Because once you understand how people work, people will build your products. Products don't build themselves and you got to take care of people. And understanding how the flexible nature, for example, we relaunched the website all virtually. Mm-hmm. I mean, people might understand that launching a, a website completely from old technology to new, not being physically present in a room, right? Typically in, in an IT industry, folks are used to having a war rooms and sitting mm-hmm. there for hours and trying to get it done. This was done all virtually. I and mean, I don't think it would have been possible doing it if we had no one-to-one connection, a little bit of team building, understanding that we had to adapt to the virtual reality and build everything virtually. Like this is two dimensional, like you and I are speaking right now. Mm-hmm. This is how we launched and it was very successful. We had a lot of fun, a lot of bloopers. <laughs> so it's the fundamentals. Linda, it's not rocket science. It's back to the basics, which is fundamental to leadership and people development. So that's right. what it is. And then that also comes with providing them training, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of framework of training that we provided at an individual level, or be at a company level, be at a team level. So everybody kind of felt like that, hey, we are part of a movement or kind of doing this for the first time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, let's see how it works. And everybody came out outperforming themselves, not outperforming somebody else, outperforming themselves. So those are the techniques, if you will, the framework that I implement. And it was pretty good. And now we're working on a lot more of the projects. And now it's like, hey, we've done it before. We can do it better again next time. Oh, certainly. Yeah, I think the world of healthcare and technology specifically has gone through a change as a result of the COVID pandemic. And a lot of technical roles have moved towards a remote or a hybrid model, right? And just this past year, I think we've seen a lot of technology products and initiatives be implemented remotely. And it's great that our organizations are embracing and looking towards how to better accommodate these arrangements. Now, what kind of IT checks and balances are really put in place to ensure that the progress of implementing the platforms and products and initiatives are done so successfully? Very good question. I think that's very important. And every company has their own choice of what methodology and how they want to implement Mm -hmm. checks and balances, but they're very, very essential. So we are following what you call the Scrum slash framework in Agile. And there's different, you know, there's safe, there's other frameworks of Agile, but we adopted Scrum and Kanban. Mm-hmm. The reason being is that if the team is very vanilla, you have new hires, you have a little bit of old mindset because, you know, it's hard because you got to unlearn the things you do because it's your comfort level to something that's uncomfortable, right? So right. Kanban is like simply three-step, what's on the list, what do you got to do, what's in progress, and what are you going to finish, right? Kind of like traditional checklist that everybody does, right? Your grocery list approach because you got to keep yourself focused so that you don't do impulse buying same concept here right so we do like i call it baby steps right Mm -hmm. it's easy people understand that oh i gotta do this anyways scrum is a little bit of advanced i really would say it's arguable it's very arguable Mm -hmm. which one is which one but we implemented in a way is that okay if you're vanilla that what you got on your plate what you're working on what you're gonna finish 
Now, if it's a little bit of a bigger team and mature, people have some certifications under their belt, Scrum is, is easier to follow because then your mindset is design thinking, leadership thinking. I am adding value thinking, right? So that framework is tied to a technology of how technology is going to give us report and speak back to us in agile fashion of how we're doing things. So we have a you know, partnership with Microsoft ADO. All the framework is there in Scrum. Basically, you have all your ceremonies, checks and balances of roles and responsibilities. For example, uh, myself as a product owner, uh, on a daily stand-up, I'm there to answer questions. Whatever team says, if they can deliver, if they're committed, and they can solve the problems, I mean, within that a lot of time, I'm just there to facilitate and give them support so they don't feel stuck. But you roll it up, my role is like, okay, where do I say spirit planning? Where that's where I'm prioritizing the work. Like I want feature A over feature B. No, actually, you know what? Make feature C the top priority. And the rest of the two features can go back, right? So the team would say, sure. And the team would participate in that where they would mm -hmm. be like, hey, it probably makes sense if we implement 50% of feature A and then do 100% of feature C because you kind of, trying to undo something. And that's where I would be like, wow, right? I'm not always looking for a solution, but my team feels like that they are protecting me. They got, they watch my six, right? So they help me in that prioritization. So these kind of checks and balances kind of help individuals come in and be more productive, be more thinking oriented. Mm -hmm. And these checks and balances are reflected in the ADO board. So every three weeks we kind of review and say that, Ha, we brought in more work, but we didn't finish enough, right? Mm -hmm. So what happened, right? It helps you, the entire team to kind of retrospect, look into what they can improve and which is basically the fundamentals of Agile, right? It's a Kaizen approach where you're improving all the time. You're not thinking all the time, you're improving because you're reducing, you're developing, you're thinking. So those checks and balances are working out pretty good. When I started, there was... About eight or 10 teams, I think, I believe that they were doing some kind of agile and following the board. But now there's a standardized two teams that are kind of in competition, right? Where they said, hey, we, like, for example, one of the website spot is saying, hey, we delivered virtually work that you could do in 18 months. We did it in nine months. Right. And the other team is like, Oh, really? You think you could do that? And so it's like, it's that it. friendly competition, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> friendly yeah. competition within an organization could be That's very right. beneficial. Most yeah. certainly. And I love that. The reason why I love using the Scrum methodology specifically, because it creates a framework around yeah. collaboration within right. the team, right? And that's great that you've experienced that and has brought that into your team as well. We'll return to our show in just a moment. I wanted to take a second to share our upcoming webinar, Cyber Insecurity in Healthcare, the Cost and Impact on Patient Safety and Care. Cyber criminals have shut down clinical trials and treatment studies, cut off hospitals' access to patient records, demanding multi-million dollar ransoms for their return. Our webinar will discuss IT budgeting, project priority, and in-distress communication amongst other things to serve our patients affected by cyber criminals. Join us on November 3rd for this critical conversation. You can register on our website, thisweekhealth.com. Click on the upcoming webinar section in the top right-hand corner. I look forward to seeing you there. 
Now, what kind of, you shared that Agile is certainly important for the development and technology piece of healthcare, but I'm curious to know your overall perception on why healthcare as an industry need to continue to become more agile. I think if you think about healthcare, there's providers, services, there's pharmaceutical, all sorts of stuff are there. But healthcare industry that I'm in is hospital, which is at the front lines, like you said, of mm -hmm. ensuring patient satisfaction, right? Right. That's the core of our business. And the funny thing is that who is my customer? It's actually me looking in the mirror. When I go into the hospital, what am I really looking for? Am I looking for just to go when I'm sick? Or am I going there to kind of have this relationship that as I progress in my health over the years, I can depend on somebody who can tell me the good, the benefit, and can fix me, right? So that kind of like a health roadmap. We have all sorts of roadmaps, Linda, but I think COVID has brought this health, individual health roadmap on the very forefront, right, of everybody because COVID didn't care if you are Apple or Facebook or Baylor Scott and White, it attacked everybody at every level, right? It challenged everybody. And bringing that context into healthcare, I think that healthcare is where agility matters the most because you're adapting these methodologies and mindset to really rapidly deploy any functional application by expediting your development process. Okay. I was doing a research in 20 to 2019 Bain and Company survey, more than 60% of the respondents indicated that speed to market and adapting a rapidly customers changing needs is the only most important thing that an industry needs to evolve itself, right? What does that mean? Like 75% of the healthcare executive, according to the survey reported that their agile teams outperform their traditional teams. 75% of the healthcare executives are saying that, right? Mm -hmm. Why? Because coming out of pandemic two years ago and things are changing, right? For example, virtual visits. I'm a big fan of virtual visits. Like if I have, this is a flu season coming in, I just need to get my flu vaccination. Why do I have to go to the doctor? Why, I mean, I can go to CVS, get my flu vaccination, get my blood test, upload a report and just talk like, I'm talking to Linda, I talk to my doctor. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be looking like, hey, things are good or whatever. Save me a lot of time. And since Agile is like a, a project management philosophy, right? So the understanding typically is that the root lies on software development, okay? However, I believe that Agile principles can be adopted in healthcare professionals in variety of facets, okay? You can take decisions like what do you bring in the market? What do you reach out to the, to the other people, right? Because the guiding principles will help you make those decisions, right? It will help right. you prioritize your tasks will help you adapt challenges and comfort anything that comes along the way. Another thing I was doing is according to Kinsey organization doing research, they show that if you combine agile in your practices, it stabilizes the adaptability concept of your company within healthcare, making it a great framework for an organization to navigate any challenges that are coming in, right? I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. We launched the website. We're going through a website relaunch. And this is like the first year into COVID. Everything is coming in. And we're also watching the news. Healthcare, front lines, boom, comes vaccination. 
right? Like, okay, we got those one, those two, and we also gonna have booster. There's so many, so much was changing that I'm sure you've noticed, right? News was all over the place. Oh, it's for the 60 and above first and who gets it? We didn't panic because we had this framework that, okay, change is gonna come probably in the span of two to three weeks, not even months, because we are, if you will, healthcare, for healthcare, it was war, right? So it was like a war going on because things are changing, regulations are changing, new doses are coming in. We built just a solution where we said that, okay, well, let's build a solution that we can iterate within two to three weeks because we know there's a vaccination coming in for elderly people. And there's going to come for the younger generation and then for the kids. And then if we're doing those one, I'm pretty sure we're going to do those two. And then we're going to do the boosters, right? So team all was in unison thinking that way. That was the beauty of it, Linda. I want to emphasize the beauty was that we all knew that this was coming in the pipeline. So just walk with me for a second. You have a product person, you have a developer, and you have an architecture. Architecture is looking over the entire platform. And then you have a developer who's actually going to write a code. All of them with different skill sets are thinking in one mindset that, hey, if I write a code in a way that I can change without having to put a pressure on my product to do all kind of testing, mm-hmm. wow, that's magical. And the architect is thinking that, hey, if I can enable my developer to be a free mind so he can write a code, so he can maneuver plug and play. And me as a product is saying that, hey, my first dose is going to launch then. My second dose is launching this way. My booster is coming right after that. Man, the cohesiveness and launch to market to the customer was so fast that we were like, we're not going to go do a traditional development process. So hope that answers that question. I know it kind of took a little longer time, but I think it's good to put the context and then see how it plays out in healthcare because healthcare is a beast. (laughs) Yes. Oh, most certainly. Right. And I love that you spoke about how agile methodologies using Kanban and Scrum to really address change and healthcare is constantly changing. So I appreciate your time, Imram, and we are short on time, but I will continue conversations with you. And I am so glad that you've been able to spend a few minutes with me today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Linda. I really appreciate it. You have yourself a good weekend. You do the same. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. I really love this show. I love hearing from people on the front lines. I love hearing from these leaders. And we want to thank our hosts who continue to support the community by developing this great content. We also want to thank our show sponsors, Olive, Rubric, Trellix, Medigate, and F5 in partnership with Sirius Healthcare for investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders. If you want to support the show, let someone know about our shows. They all start with This Week Health, and you can find them wherever you listen to podcasts. There's Keynote, Town Hall, and Newsroom. Check them out today, and thanks for listening. That's all for now.